Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. everybody this is Nikki from motherhood unfiltered is going to be okay and today's guest is Sarah Valley <laughs> she's a lead instructor and coach and founder of TSD mindfulness meditation center and has been teaching mindfulness and meditation for over 20 years So welcome, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started the TSD Mindfulness Meditation Center. Yeah, so I've been teaching meditation and mindfulness for 20 years. In the beginning, I was actually teaching children. And so I started certifying, training adults how to teach meditation to children. So that was years Mm -hmm. ago. And over the years, things have changed a little bit. And now I train adults how to teach other adults mindfulness. I also train adults how to be coaches, mindfulness coaches. And I also do mindfulness coaching myself. And the difference between taking a mindfulness class with me and the coaching is in the class, I teach a sitting practice. But in the coaching, I don't teach a sitting practice. I teach five-minute exercises that people use during the day that really shift their stress around. They really can reduce their stress to a great degree. Yeah. I think we all need to learn those five minute exercises. (laughs) What caused you to start your center? I mean, was it from a personal experience or was it just from you saw a need and no one else was feeling that need? So you decided to Well, I've always been training people to teach and I had been doing that through a different organization for a while called Satcha International. And I ended up closing that because that was primarily geared towards children and teaching meditation to children. And so I was reinventing myself as a lot of us do. And so I was reinventing myself as someone who's training adults to teach other adults and training coaches. And I also work with healers and therapists and and also just people who just want to learn mindfulness. They don't necessarily want to go through a certification program. So I started the center to encase all of those programs that I teach and they're all online. So I work with people all over the world. I have students in Vietnam, Australia, all over the US, Virgin wow. Islands. Yeah. So it, I love that part. <laughs> it's really nice. I know. Yeah. It's so nice with our technology today that we're able to talk to whoever we want, no matter where they are. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for the day where I get my first video call from space. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be awesome. Maybe we could FaceTime with someone in space. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Teach them to meditate. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's good. I know it's not that far off. I mean, I'm sure Elon Musk does it all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've got something worked up there. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they use their iPhones. Who knows? I mean, there's satellites everywhere. I don't know how they I work. <laughs> so, tell us about the mindfulness, the unique stress types that there are. And how identifying those can help us, you know, on our day to day. Yeah. So TSD mindfulness, it stands for tame the mind, soothe the gut and dwell in the heart. So the idea is, is that if we are experiencing stress, well, we all have things going on in our lives that are stressful. Mm -hmm. You know, we're right. all moms, we're, you know, all this stuff's going on. But exactly. you can watch one mom and compare it to another mom and one mom will get really stressed out about something and another mom won't, for example. And so mm -hmm. the idea is, is that it's what's going on in our emotional psychological system that's actually increasing our stress. It's making it worse. Mm -hmm. So that's where I come in with the TSD approach is to identify what in your system is actually making your stress worse and then directly addressing that. And so these stress types come out of that philosophy. There's seven different stress types. The first stress type is the thinker. And the thinker is someone who the majority of their stress comes from their own thinking, their rumination, yeah. their worry, catastrophic thinking. Right. We've all met people like this, or we're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so another stress type would be the activated. And the activated is someone that doesn't really get too carried away with their thoughts. And they might not have a lot of past trauma, but they are getting their sympathetic nervous system triggered quite a bit and are having trouble soothing their nervous system, basically. Right. And so that stress type is going to do really well with learning some exercises and some mindfulness approaches that help them specifically soothe their nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few more stress types. I don't have to go through them all, but another common one is the concerned. And the mm -hmm. concerned is someone who is, they've got a lot of worry thoughts going on and they've got mm -hmm. a lot of flight or flight triggers going on. So it's like and a lot of worry and concern on a regular basis. And so those, a combination of some right. exercises for quieting their mind with. I mean, you know, reading these, a lot of them are kind of self-explanatory, but okay, yeah, I might be considered a thinker, but what do I do with that? You know, so I think we had done when we did our meet and greet, we had done a little quiz. Mm -hmm. And so what was I you were the concerned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what came up had some um, scores that showed that the majority of your stress is a combination of you getting into these fight or flight triggers, your nervous system getting activated. Mm -hmm. And then that in turn is probably triggering all these worry thoughts in your um, in your mental capacities. Right. And so that combination uh, is what's causing you the most stress. So for you personally, what would really help is to learn something like the practice of noting, which is stopping for a moment, even during the day and noticing what kind of thinking you're in. And if you're in that worried thinking that is causing, I mean, it's not helping, right? Uh, it's to, to identify it, say, huh, I'm, I've noticed that I'm in this worry thinking cycle. Uh, I'm just going to kind of step back from this and notice it in a mindful way and not really get in, um, interact yeah. with it. Uh, and then also some strategies for soothing your gut would be really helpful also those nervous system yeah i mean when you said i was like oh yeah that's mm -hmm. me to a t and as the day goes on like toward the end of the day it's worse and when i'm done i you know i'm done working i have this whole list that pops up in my head 
And I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't have time to get everything done, you know, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, give up and I don't do anything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that can happen with that stress type is you kind of get into this freeze mode, right? Overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah, That's really common. Yeah. So for me, my personal stress type is called the survivor. So this is a stress type that is really typical for trauma survivors. And so I've been through trauma. And so what goes on with me is I've got this past trauma. I'm occasionally getting my trauma re-triggered, getting into feelings of abandonment, loss, grief, Mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, And then also then that's triggering my thoughts. And I'm going to these like thought cycles because us trauma survivors, we believe that we can just think ourselves out of anything, right? We're just, our brains are going in overdrive because we're like, yeah, I can do this. I can get through this. I can overcome this. But my fight or flight triggers aren't really, I don't get triggers much or I can move uh-huh. through them pretty quickly. So my stress type. So first of all, you, you would identify what type of person they are. And then like one of the things you mentioned was taking a few minutes out of the day and just assessing your mood and how you're reacting. Mm -hmm. So I'm assessing myself and I feel like I'm out of control. What do I do? Yeah. So there's a couple of different things you could do with your stress type. The first thing I would recommend is to pay attention to what's going on in your physical gut area, in your abdomen and notice like, is there tension there? Do I feel like I'm kind of triggered on a physical level? The the fight or flight is very physical. So first really being mindful of that, like what's going on with my body? Do I feel triggered on a physical level? Mm -hmm. And there's a few different exercises that you can do to soothe yourself out of that one that sounds simple, but it's so helpful. I call it the four and five. Think of four things during five minutes that bring you feelings of stability. So that might be a certain relationship that just brings you a sense of calm. It might be your home. It might be your job. It might be the mountains or the ocean. Pick a few of those and just spend some time thinking about those. And that actually can really just bring you out of fight or flight. That's an example. Wow. But you just have to start practicing taking time out and recognizing and paying attention. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is once you can kind of get some stability there or during, depending on what you want to do, notice what thoughts are connected to this fight or flight Mm -hmm. response. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you worrying about? And that knowledge of knowing, you know, the reason I'm going into this worry thinking is because I'm in a fight or flight trigger right now. You can use some redirection to just literally shift your attention to something else. So you're not in those worried thoughts. And so that might be the sounds in the room, or that might be looking out your window and looking Mm -hmm. at a tree. And that sounds like, oh, that's not going to work. When I'm stressed, I can't just look at something. But if you combine that with that soothing Mm -hmm. the gut, it really can be very helpful. Yeah, I can completely relate to that. Because now that it's nice out, I've been going out and just sitting like on my in my on my swing or out back with the dog or whatever and just getting that fresh air and just not thinking about the current situation for the moment I mean it really it can bring you down off of that you know high anxiety that you got yourself up on Mm -hmm. so yeah I can totally relate to that the thing of it is is just stopping yourself and doing that Mm-hmm. You know, making that first step. <laughs> I don't know about other people, but I'll get in this cycle. Like I have a racetrack in my head 
and it's just going, going, going. And if I don't recognize it, and a lot of times I don't recognize it until I've said something that hurt somebody's feelings, you know, because mm-hmm. they just came in and asked a question and then I was just short with them. And I'm like, oh, I, I probably need to take a break, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So what would be like like the worst case scenario, you know, with one of the stress types? Yeah, that's a great question. So if we are having these thought cycles that I'm talking about that can be really difficult, ruminating about the past, reliving something that happened in the past and picking mm-hmm. it apart, picking ourselves apart, moving yeah. into devaluing ourselves, to, um, telling ourselves on some level that we're less of a person because of a circumstance or an emotion, oh, yeah. all that's going on in our psyche, basically, in our cognition. And then we're also getting to these fight or flight triggers and having trouble getting out. And then we're also dealing with this past trauma. I call that the heart, like it's the past traumas in the heart. And so when all this is going on, I call that the griever and someone who's in that situation, they might not know, be completely aware that they are grieving, but really on a deep level, that's what's going on. They're grieving possibly that they didn't have a healthy childhood. They're Mm -hmm. grieving possibly that they weren't able to pursue the career they wanted to because they had so much anxiety. It's hard to maneuver relationships when you're the griever. So they're grieving that. And the self-compassion piece is so important for grievers or any of the stress types that have to do with past trauma. Same with mine, the survivor is it's key to that. And uh, self-compassion, a lot of it's validation, validating yourself, because probably there's not a lot of other people that are going to do it. You know, it's totally understandable that you're feeling sad. It's totally understandable that you're feeling hurt. That's a great place to start. And and then adding even more self-compassion to that and saying, even though I have the feeling of rejection, I'm loved, I'm worthy, I'm connected. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. doesn't in any way make me lesser of a person. Wow, that's really good. I really like that we need to give ourselves permission to have these feelings and to recognize them and to say, it's okay to have these feelings. Mm -hmm. And then figure out the steps to work toward being better about it. And again, that would be another thing where they would have to recognize that they're doing this cycle in their brain. It is. It is kind of like they're in their head because it's that shame and that devaluing piece, right? When we validate ourselves for our circumstances, our process, our emotions, then we really address that those shame cycles and those devaluing thoughts because we are devaluing ourselves mostly because we don't think it's okay that we're feeling the way that we're feeling or we don't think it's okay that we did what we did. Right. So the validation piece can be hugely helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. I just wonder how, 
I don't know if it's a generational thing, but I feel like growing up, we weren't uh, allowed to talk about different feelings or things that happened to us. I just know from my experience, but I feel like now people are opening up to talk about these things Mm -hmm. that may have happened to them. And it may be totally unique to them and their circumstance or, you know, how they were raised or their adulthood or whatever. I just think it's a good thing that we're able to open up and discuss these different types of stress types and offer help to somebody. And like you said at the beginning, you might have two of the same people. One may go through something and it'll totally knock them over. And then someone else may go through something similar and they're like, you know, no big deal, but they have their own thing that derails them. Mm -hmm. I think it's just how we react to different situations. So, Mm -hmm. and that's what makes us unique. Yeah, and getting to know ourselves on that level, mindfulness can be so helpful for taking a look at who we are and what our reactions are right. and not judging them. I mean, being kind to ourselves about it, but just being aware so we can right. heal and, and we can do things that are going to make us feel good. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. So before we end our conversation, what would be one last thing that you would like to tell everybody? What is the most important tip? I could talk about mama guilt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's yeah. be here all night with that one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. It's real. And what I talk to people about, my clients about with guilt is that we really need to look at our value systems. If we're feeling guilty, we need to take a look at our value systems. Mm-hmm. And guilt is only happens if we go against our value system. If we didn't go against our value system, it's not guilt, it's shame. And they're different. Guilt is just a true, a true, genuine emotion that actually helps in relationships. I mean, if people didn't feel guilty in relationships, it would probably ruin the relationship. So the guilt, if it's truly guilt, if you truly went against your value system, then, you know, you, you can heal from that guilt. You can make apologies or things like that. But a lot of times, I would say nine times out of 10, when people go through this process, uh-huh. they actually didn't go against their value system. It's actually just shame. It's just that thing in our head that tells us that we're lesser of a person because things just didn't turn out the way, you know, it turned out with your neighbor or, or that these emotions are coming up because maybe you've had past trauma. And when we have yeah. kids, it's so re-triggered. The past trauma is so re-triggered. Like if we had trauma at a certain age and our children are that same age, it's can mm-hmm. be really difficult. So taking a look at being mindful of what am I kind of thinking and saying about myself and then immediately coming in with some self-compassion, just really, I'm loved, you know, I am worthy because worthiness is not associated with what we've done right, not with our accomplishments. That's a misconception. Worthiness is really about how much have we leaned into our hardships, our pain and our joy. Mm-hmm. That's what our worthiness comes from is our, our human beings on the planet having a human experience. And so being open to that, that can be really helpful. And then one other quick thing, if sometimes the other situation with mom and Gil is sometimes I, I work with a lot of mamas and sometimes <laughs> the value systems are like, it's just too much. Like they are holding themselves accountable for things that are just unrealistic. Like 
Right. So part of it is like, why don't I change my value system? And that takes some time. You got to really give in to yourself. I am that person because I was like, I'm raising these kids. I have three boys. And my whole thought was, I got to do my best to raise responsible adults. And I'm sitting here holding them and feeding them a bottle. Okay. So that's, I mean, like, that was from day one. Until yeah, I know all the left the nest. So, I mean, no wonder I feel like concerned (laughs) because that was just my whole thing. But, you know, now as they're adults, I mean, they're fine. They're intelligent people. They could make their own decisions. But now I'm thinking I shouldn't have tried to hold the reins so hard mm-hmm. and fast. I should have enjoyed more of being in the moment with them. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't go back and undo all that. And when I had conversations with some of them, I just tell them, that's just your mom. That was me. I was so worried. I would make one little mistake and you would be in prison for the rest of your life, you know, because I, oh, didn't, yeah. it's real. I yeah. didn't teach you something. <laughs> Yeah, the pressure that we put on ourselves. We do it because we care so much, but I think there's just some little tweaking, some exercises that we can all yeah. do that can just relieve relieve some of that pressure and make us not feel so crazy. I love this. So I'm hoping that there are some other young parents out there listening and they're going to take our advice and not be so guilty, you know, or worry so much and just enjoy their time with their kids and their families. But... So, yeah. Yeah. If people want to take that same test as 15 questions, mm-hmm. it's actually on my website and it's free. So, yeah. And I have her, I got your website here. So, it's sarahvallely.com. It's called the Resilience Inventory. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. It shows where you're high in resilience and where there's some struggle with resilience. Right. It was just a quick thing that we did. And but it was so insightful. And I just love that you felt that there was a need to teach other people so that they can coach others. It just reminds me of that saying where you could feed someone fish and feed someone for a day. But if you teach them how to fish, they can feed themselves for the rest of their lives and feed others. Yeah, yeah, that's my goal of my coaching is, you know, I usually work with people for average about six sessions. Like it's not a long process. Like I get people prepared, like just do this exercise. When this comes up, do this exercise. When this comes up and teach the mindset shift, really they get it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I really love that, Sarah. And again, if you're watching this, please go to www.sarahvallely.com. Also, please like and subscribe. That's not a request. That's a demand. No, it's a request. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much, Sarah. I so appreciate having our conversation today. And I just commend you on doing such a wonderful job trying to help one at a time. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And I have a podcast too. It's called Be Aware Mind on any podcast app. Uh, so we dig into a lot of these subjects. But yeah, thank you so much. This is a, you've got I can't believe I forgot program. that. I just got done telling her that I listened to her podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Be Aware it's really Mind. really good. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you. Oh.
Hi, this is Nikki Asher Bowling, the host of Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. I help moms move forward with confidence as they overcome hurdles of nurturing children with mental health struggles. I'm an advocate and coach for mamas who have a lot on their plate. If this is you, I promise it's going to be okay. Let's connect. You can reach out to my website, www.nickyasherbowling.com. You can listen to my podcast on Anchor, or you can watch now watch the videos on YouTube at Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. love this episode of motherhood unfiltered it's going to be okay podcast head over to apple spotify or amazon podcast to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated thank you